somebody say with me, say dreams and visions. Type it in, dreams and visions. I want you to understand tonight that God is a dream weaver. Say that word, a dream weaver. Now some of you not old enough to remember the cultural, pop cultural emergence, if you will, of Dreamweaver. It was begun by man, one of the Beatles. You don't remember the Beatles. Is anybody here watching online? If you're old enough to remember the Beatles, I mean like when they came to America. I don't mean like you found them in the old record store. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. No, like you saw the Beatles. Like I remember being on the floor in our little 1,200 square foot, two-story house on, on Richmond Road in the south side of Columbus, Ohio. I remember sitting there glued to our television, black and white, with three channels that you had to get up and change them. You know, you channel surfers, we didn't channel surf. And guess who got to always go change the channel? The children and the youngest one first. That was me. And so I was sitting there. I was watching Ed Sullivan. And Ed, thank you, Elder Canfield. And Ed Sullivan said, here they are. The Beatles and my sister lost her natural white mind. She screamed. Our cousins were there. They screamed as they came out singing. Well, one of them was John Lennon. John Lennon only lived 41 years. He was brutally murdered outside his New York apartment or home, whatever it was. The man received 20 years to life. He's been up for parole, I believe, eight times. He's still incarcerated. He wrote a song called God. Now, that's pretty brazen. If you don't know him, maybe you shouldn't write about him. If you don't know him, maybe you shouldn't pray. If you don't know him, don't try to cast out devils. You'll be like the sons of Sceva. Paul we know and Jesus we know. Who in the wide world are you? Do you desire to grow every day higher and higher and higher on the devil's hit list? Or are you trying to hide out behind the shield of faith away from the devil? It is our calling, it is our anointing to step over the line, out of our comfort zone, and invade enemy-held territory. 
I didn't come to win friends and influence people. I didn't come to take sides. I'm not the left and I'm not the right. I didn't come to take sides. I came to take over. I came to incite a riot and affect a divine disturbance in the heart of the church and the culture. Boy, I'm preaching better than you all are just blinking right now. Hey, Amy Cassie in North Carolina and Arlene in Georgia, Shelby in North Carolina. So there's John. There's John. So John wrote a song about God in which, in the lyric, he says, I don't believe in God. What? That's time out. If you don't believe in God, why are you writing a song about him? Why do you go to church? You don't believe in God? Oh, yes, I do, Brother Roger. I believe God. Oh, I believe the Bible. The Bible, good book. Oh, I believe the Bible. Do you cast out devils? Do you go to a church where they speak with other tongues? Do you lay hands on the sick? Do they recover? Do you take up serpents? Do you take on every principality and power and the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places? I'm asking you, do you know him? I'm not asking you if you're satisfied with somebody else's revelation of him. I'm asking you, do you know him? Not about him. Do you know him? Have you felt him since your eyes popped open this morning? I refuse to get out of bed in the morning till I sense the presence of God upon me and I refuse to go to bed at night without him. How are you going to have dreams and visions and you've just been watching TV all night? Go to bed and expect to have dreams and visions. You'll have nightmares is what you'll have. The Beatles. John married Yoko Ono. He changed his middle name from William to Ono. John left the Beatles late 1969, going into 1970. He released his first solo album along with his wife, Yoko Ono, December 31st, 1970. In the song that I'm referring to on that album, uh, John describes God. Now remember, he doesn't know him. A lot of you sit in churches every Sunday morning of the world, or you don't even go to church now, you just skip through preachers on the internet. Am I talking right? You're supposed to be set in the local church. You're supposed to have a pastor and know who they are and support them with your whole spirit and soul and body. Stop being a preacher surfer. That guy's not responsible for your soul. 
Your local church pastor is responsible for your soul. I love Stephen Furtick. He's my son. He can preach one sermon of mine after another by verbatim. But unless you are a part of Elevation Church, he is not your pastor. Why are you looking at me funny? The book says, and the book is right, and they are wrong. You have many instructors, but few fathers. A father is responsible for the protection and the provision of those in his own house. I'm trying to help you. We're slipping into a very insecure place in the body of Christ, thinking that this medium is able to take the place of the local assembly of believers. That devil is a liar. I'm helping somebody right now. So here he is writing a song about God whom he does not know. And a lot of folks are sitting in pews, folding chairs, theater seats, whatever it is y'all sit on, and listening to somebody that does not know God. I'm going to try again. They don't know God. I had a preacher confess to me. I got rid of him. I had a preacher confess to me. Neither my wife or I have opened a Bible except in church, nor prayed as a family in a year. I'm going to try to knock on your screen. Are you listening to me? I'm helping you. Get out of your house. Get to the house of God. Because it is in the house of God where everything exists to fix everything that's wrong at your house. Get back to church. Lennon, Lennon described God in his song about the God he did not know. Lennon described God as a concept. A concept. Mm. A precept is an original idea. That's what a precept is. God built his kingdom on a precept, on an original thought. That's what a precept is. A precept successfully communicated becomes a concept. A, a, a precept, an original thought, unsuccessfully communicated becomes a misconcept, a misconception. Yes, yes. 
Meaning you have heard something, but no conception has taken place. You cannot conceive a living word from a dead preacher who does not know the God of the Bible. I'm trying to help you. Because somebody goes to the church and prays a prayer with a microphone doesn't mean they know God. They took note of Jesus that he had been with God. Why? Because the anointing is tangible. If it's tangible, it's transferable. If someone possesses it, you can receive it. No one, man, I am just feeling God. No anointing ever leaves this earth. Elijah's anointing is still here. Daniel's anointing is still here. The apostle Peter's anointing is still here. The anointing of Shambach is still here. The anointing. I'm just going to stop naming names. I just, a concept. Many people sitting in churches Sunday after Sunday are acutely afflicted with a misconception. You don't believe hell's real? You have a misconception. Oh, I didn't, I got three people waving their head like, what are you, a bobblehead? Come on, open your mouth. Open your mouth. What's my, me what's my message of the decade? Open your mouth with a mighty decree and I will fulfill it now. God said, you'll see the things that you say, so shall it be. So get to agreeing with me. So a precept, what's a precept? Type it in. What's a precept? An original thought. God had an original thought when he created a man, male, and a woman, female. If you're confused, you have a misconception. You have not conceived the truth. If you think you can be drunk and make it to heaven, you have a misconception. If you think going to church makes you a believer, you have a misconception. Now I'm getting all this out of an introduction. This word is living. It's life-giving. It'll cool the fevered brow of your infant child. It'll drive cancer out of your body. It'll give you hope for today. It'll give you help for tomorrow. It'll put groceries in your cabinet when you don't have any and make the devil pay for it. Talking about my God. I know him. 
Lenin described God as a concept. God is not a concept. The Bible is not a philosophy book, preacher. The kingdom of God is not a psychology and psychiatry class. Boy, it's quiet in here. That's not what it is. Counseling has replaced deliverance. A concept. Say, God is not a concept. Now, that's where the culture was in 1970. Where do you think it is now? A concept. But further describe God as a concept by which we measure our pain. Our pain. He bore all our sicknesses and diseases and carried all of our pain. Wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace laid upon him, and with and by his stripes we were and are healed. So God, unfortunately, John, 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 God is not a concept by which we measure our pain. God is alive and we measure who we are by who he said we were. Now, shall I continue or are you bored? Say, God is not a concept. You've got to know how to cast down these little shibboleths of tradition that bind you. Then he lists the movements, if you will. The movements of which he has now, in his song about God, disassociated himself with. These are the things he says, I no longer believe in. Which means he did believe in. When millions were screaming the Beatles' praise, here's what they believed in. But I've often wondered about that, Elder Canfield, and I'm going to study it out. Your Bible says they believed a lie. That's a hard thing for me to comprehend. How do you believe an untruth? You understand? But then it says they believed a lie and were damned because of it. Then he explains it. He says, I turned them over to a reprobate mind that could not comprehend the things of God. That's a sad state to be in, my friend. 
He said he rejected magic. Is that okay? I, I think it's okay to reject magic, right? Although a lot of modern worship is much more akin to a seance than it is God's presence. It deals far too much in the soul of man. It talks too much about man and not enough about God. Let him be glorified. Let him be exalted. He will share his glory with no man and that includes a guitar strumming, girly singing worship leader. I just tell the truth. Presence. Reject magic. He said, I reject king. I reject tarot. I reject Hitler. I reject Kennedy. I reject Buddha. I reject mantra. I reject the Gita. I reject yoga Christians. He said, I reject Kennedy. He said, I reject Elvis. He said, I reject Zimmerman. You know who Zimmerman was? No, you don't. Bob Dylan. His name was actually Zimmerman. I guess that wouldn't go over too good. Major rock star named Zimmerman. Just doesn't seem to Bob Dylan. That's, that works. Bob Dylan, 80 years old this year, as a matter of fact. He said, I reject the Beatles. He said, I reject the Bible. He said, I reject Jesus. But I'm writing a song about God. And he ends the whole thing by stating that he only believes in himself and Yoko. That's his wife. That's all I believe in. I wonder what he believes today. There's a little animal. It grows in the south of England where the Beatles crossed the ocean from to be on Ed Sullivan. Here is a man as celebrated as any human person. More money than he could count. Anything he wanted at his beck and call. He tried yoga. He tried Zen. He tried Buddhism. He tried Kennedy. He tried tarot cards. He tried kings. He tried Elvis. And at the end of his life, had the sad and tragic response I don't believe in anybody but me. 
The book says, and the book is right, and they are wrong. A man should not think more highly of himself than he ought. Here's what you can do without God. Mussolini, that big chunk of fat meat without a backbone, found out what could happen when you reject God. America! One little capillary in your brain can burst. And you're finished in this world. But here's the tragedy. Because he only believed in himself. When death came knocking, he had no one to turn to. The lyricist of lyricists, final words were simply, yeah. What will yours be? When it comes to that moment, what will your life have counted for? I thank my God, that I don't have Rod Parsley to depend on. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In that same song, John Lennon lets the world know Quote, I am no longer the dream weaver. John, you never were. How many lives ended in ruin following that kind of an example? Where did America go? Diving off a cliff headlong with no safety net. Where did the culture go? I lived, I was alive in 1969. I was alive in 1970. I remember the masses worshiping kind of like they do modern Christian musicians he said I'm no longer the dream weaver I'm just John and that's how you stand before God the final line of the song is simply this. The dream is over. The dream is over. Is yours? That depends on what you based it on. By making that statement, he was 
making a bold and brazen statement. Here's what he was saying. The 60s are over. And so is the quest of those who lived in the 60s. Hear this preacher tonight, America and the world. The quest for meaning in utopian movements is over. There is no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. Saved from what? The wrath to come and it's coming. I don't know anything more in the forefront of modern culture than utopian movements. Thank you, parents of the me generation. You gave them everything they wanted and nothing they needed. They don't know how to work. They don't know how to make a bed. They don't know how to do laundry. Somebody tried to help Miss Joni out and do laundry, and I was trying to put on a pair of socks tonight that were supposed to be white. Do you understand white? White is white, not blue with little black stickies all over it. And the bottom brown. They don't know how to do much of anything because life has been handed to them. Life is all about finding utopia. I'm about to help you. There is no utopia. this side of heaven. We need to learn some more songs that I grew up with. I'm but a poor, wayfaring stranger traveling through this world of woe. How beautiful heaven must be Oh, don't talk about heaven. That's escapism. Sweet home of the ransomed and the free. Fair haven of rest. People in this generation say, I'll rest in heaven. You ain't done nothing yet. Sit on padded pews in air-conditioned buildings and get mad if the sermon goes over 25 minutes because you've got to hurry up and get out to the dinette to have a cigarette. 
We're weak. We are not soldiers. We're spent pilgrims sitting by the wayside somewhere trying to sap whatever little bit of strength we can find from sniffing a few wilted flowers we've sniffed along the way. I'll tell you what we're looking for at Valor Christian College. We're looking for men and women of war. We're looking for somebody ready to take up serpents, cast out devils, speak with other tongues. We're looking for some pastors with a backbone in City Harvest Network. We're looking for some church members at World Harvest Church that don't have to be begged to come to church. We want a lawsuit someone brought against us. When I moved in this 5,200-seat tabernacle, and I'm closing, don't get worried. When I moved in here, after I started with less people than were on this platform tonight, in seven and a half years, with no backing, no support, no denomination. We moved in the largest tabernacle complex north of the Mason-Dixon and east of the Mississippi River that had ever been built. I was 29 years old. 20, I'm not asking for applause. I, 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 I was 20, I'm just trying to get you to understand There is no utopia. They will promise you the rainbow and deliver the rain. Why do you think nobody on the secular media is saying much at all about Cuba? Why can't our politicians open their mouth about it? because they're trying to promote the same kind of socialist agenda in America. What are we doing? What are we doing? Nobody's trying to break out of America. Canada is not one bit concerned about all of us moving up there. Mexico does not have to put up a wall to keep Americans out of there. Utopia. All you need to do is exist. Just stay home from work, we'll pay you. I, I don't know if anyone's listening. Don't go to work. I have never seen so many help-wanted signs in my life. If I wanted 30 jobs, I could have every one of them tomorrow. Everywhere. Dear God, we've even got some up at the church. Wanted. They said, Pastor, will you help us write the wanted ad? I said, sure, wanted. People that know how to work. People that are not looking for utopia. 
people that do not expect to get a paycheck because they're breathing. Utopia does not exist. I don't care what they promise you. Free education, wrong. Nothing is free except salvation this side of heaven. Free health care, wrong. Free education, wrong. There is no utopia. Did we not learn anything from the Beatles? John said, if there is a God, are you ready? We are him. Now, as I've already stated to you, John Lennon was one of the great lyricists of all time. One of the great talents of all time. Uh, but just because somebody's leading doesn't mean they know where they're going. There was a tombstone, and I'm closing. Stay right where you are. Why are you laughing at me? There was a tombstone during the Civil War era. And it had etched in it, remember, friend, as you pass by. As you are now, so once was I. So prepare for death and follow me. Somebody else came along etched below that. To follow you, I'm not content until I know which way you went. Who are you following? What are you following? What has your ear? What has your eyes? What has your heart? I mean, this book is a soldier's manual. He that loves husband or wife or mother or father or sister or brother more than me is not worthy of me. Take up your cross once every six Sunday mornings. This is what the average evangelical attends church. That's not what they said. Pick up your cross. The cross is twofold, an emblem of sacrifice and an emblem of deliverance. Pick up your cross when? Daily, in the morning, when I rise, give me Jesus. In the morning, when I rise, give me Jesus. And when I come to die, and when I come to die, and when I come to die, give me Jesus. 
Give me Jesus. Do you know him today? Please don't turn him away. Jesus, my Jesus, without him, how lost I would be. I want to give you an opportunity right now to know him. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says this, He that comes to God must believe, John, that God is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Well, if they're seeking him, what would be the reward that they found him? God can be known. Right there, where you are right now, he can become more real to you than the next breath you take. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus. Oh, Father, the, the fields are white under harvest, but the laborers are so few. Please, God, send forth laborers into your harvest. Right now, open your heart. Just say, everybody repeat it with me, Lord Jesus, I come to you now just as I am. I was born in sin. That's how my mother conceived me. But I've heard the gospel. I've heard the good news that I could be forgiven. So I ask you now, forgive my sins. Wash me in your blood. Give me eternal life. And I will live for you from this night forward as you show me how. Thank you for forgiving me and for giving me eternal life. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.